Now we're ready for the word. Amen. Now we're ready to have church. <laughs> I love being fed by Jesus. Oh, I tell you, I, I long for it every day. And I tell you, it just excites me every time I get to open up the, the living word. I don't open up my Bible. I don't know if you got it. You probably have a Bible, I guess. But I call my Bible the living word. Because every time I open it up, it's alive and it's active. And it just charges me and it just gets me motivated and it gets me ready for whatever the enemy has to toss my way. No matter what kind of landmine I happen to step upon, I don't have to worry because Jesus, is, he knows how to deactivate them. Amen? Amen? So now if you're charged up and ready to roll, go to Psalms chapter 55. Psalm chapter 55. We're going to go all the way over there this morning. Because I want to talk to you some, about something that all of us are very familiar with this morning. And that's burdens. We're all familiar with burdens. We have family burdens. We have financial burdens. We often have burdens related to fears. No matter your faith, no matter how long you've been on this earth, chances are you have felt the weight of a burden sometime in your life. But you know, that's okay. Because what the psalmist tells us in Psalms 55 and verse 22 he says this, the psalmist says this, Cast thy burdens upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out their shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. I pray, God, this morning that as you speak to us this morning, I pray, Lord God, above all things, may you have your way and may your words be spoken. In Jesus' name, amen. Our burdens haven't taken God by surprise. There is a great anchor in our faith. And that great anchor is Jesus Christ. And Jesus has a way of removing the burdens that seem to weigh us down. Now, I don't know about you, but there are times in my life that I become anxious. I get excited about things that are coming that... I know that are coming that I'm not prepared for. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in that place where you know these things are coming and you're not ready to face it? You're not ready for it to happen, but it's coming like a freight train. And you're just like looking for Jesus to cut off the track so the train will go some other direction. You're looking for a reprieve or an enlightenment, if you will. Our tomorrows are known to God before they ever arrive. We know what's going to happen next week. I know, what, I know what's on my plate next week. But you know, God knows about next week and the week after and the week after and the month after and the month after that and the year after that and the year after that. Should he tarry? He knows, he knows everything about my life. He's, it's all planned out. It's all laid out before him. 
And get this, it was all laid out before the world ever began. Before the foundations of the world, he knew about me. But guess what? He knew about you too. He knew about all your struggles. He knew about all the plans. He knew about all the things that you were going through. He knows about it all. Our solutions to our problems are awaiting our acceptance. You see, God has made a way for you, a way of peace, a way of escape. He's, he's told you, cast all thy burdens. Cast thy burdens upon him. He doesn't want you to cast a few here and there or whatever you think you can handle, you take care of and let him take care of the rest. He wants you to cast thy burdens upon him. So whatever's weighing you down, whatever's holding you back, whatever seems to be uh, having a, 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 a grip on you, you can, you can release that to the Lord. And God will take care of these things. You see, when you cast your burdens on the Lord, church, this is what he wants you to do. The psalmist has said here, cast thy burdens upon the Lord. He is waiting to receive all of our trials and temptations. Why? Because he said, I will sustain thee. You see, he doesn't want us to hold on to these. Now, I, I can tell you, there, there are people this morning that, that, that for some reason or another, they're not receiving what they're supposed to get. They're owed things that they're not receiving. There are some who are getting things that they didn't expect to get. There are some here wanting to receive great blessings from the Lord. They need to hear from God. They need a touch from God. But it's not happened yet. And they're like, well, I don't understand. What have I done wrong? What, am I, you know, what do I need to change? What is it I need to do? You don't need to do anything. What you need to do is trust God. Period. You don't, you don't need to try to figure it out. We have the living word of God right here in front of us, full of proclamations, full of promises to his children. What does he say? He says that he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. He's not going to move you into a dark place. He wants to continue to pour his blessings upon you. I'm not talking about the name it and claim it people. You know who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about complete and full trust in God. Whatever the plan is, whatever his will is, whatever it works out to be, we have to trust that he knows that it is best for us. Now, some of us don't like to hear that. Come on, it's fact. Well, I used one of those young word terms again, didn't I? One of those young people terms. Fact. That's their new thing, fact. But I'm telling you, we have to stay strong. See, God is, God's love, let me say that. God's love is stronger than any enemy we face. So then why do we fret? Why do we worry about things? If he's stronger than our enemy, why do we fret about things? Well, here's a nugget. No trial has overcome a believer yet. Believe that? No trial has ever overcome a believer. Why? Because God says that I will make a way of escape for you. In other words, he's made a way out. 
So you can't be overcome by it because he's made a way for you already. But you have to trust him. You have to believe that, that it's there for you. It's ready for you. God blessed boundaries for believers. Consider God's boundaries of love. It's endless. He's given his life for you because he loves us. How do we know this? Because the word of God says, because he loved us first. God has loved you first. God loved you before you loved him. How's that? Because God knew about you before you knew about him. When you came out of the womb, you didn't know about Jesus. It wasn't until you probably got into three or four years of age before you really started to understand who Jesus was. So you didn't even know who Jesus was. But he loved you first. I think that's just so awesome that God had, had wrapped his arms around us before we ever knew him. Woo! That just excites you. Doesn't that give you goosebumps? Gives my goosebumps goosebumps. To think that my Savior, even in the midst of my downfall, even in the midst of my sin and the trials that I went through in my life, he still loved me. He never turned his back on me. Even before I accepted him, he still loved me. He still was watching over me because I had to make a choice. And that choice was to serve the Lord. And if you're watching this morning, it's your choice to serve the Lord. You see, I'm not saying things are going to be peachy keen all the time, but if you trust God knowing that he is watching over you and he's taking care of you, it's going to stay great. Maybe not the way you want to think of great, but God's got it. You believe that? God's got it? No matter what your situation is, no matter what your plan is, God's got it. But you have to believe it. You have to trust it. Every trial must pass through this blessed boundaries. See, you got to remember what else God tells us. God says that he will not leave us nor forsake us, right? His promises are he will watch over his children. He knows everything that's going to happen. Remember God's boundaries of grace. Don't forget God's boundaries of compassion. How compassionate has God been towards you in, in the midst of all that you've gone through? How I mean, that's deep right there in itself. Man, in the depths, in the roots, in the mud, in the mire, in the mayhem of, of your deepest sins and grunged out life, he had compassion. He had compassion. He could have said, well, I'm done with Phil Smith. He could have said, I'm done with that Dave Murphy. I'm done with that. I'm, I'm, I'm done with that Bob Conn. He could have said that. But his compassion goes deep. And he never gave up. Never gave up. There are young people coming up in this world that that don't understand there are people around the world praying for them because of the things that they're going to face. But Jesus has compassion. And he's not going to give up. Expect God's boundaries of blessings to keep us safe. Why? He says he will place a hedge of protection around you. 
He has placed a hedge of protection around you to keep you from those fiery darts, to keep you from the enemy. You know, this may sound a little crazy to some, but let me just say this this morning. Just about every morning, I, I can't say every single morning, but I could say almost every morning as I'm dressed and I go and I sit in my car and before I ever start the car, one of the things I say to the Lord in the morning is, I said, Lord, you know about all the people at Victory Fellowship. You know about each one of them. And I ask you this morning, before they ever get up, before they ever start functioning, Lord, I ask that you would just place a hedge of protection around them and that you will keep them wherever they go. That you will, that you will watch over them. Lord, let your compassion be with them. You see, God's great mission cancels Satan's permission. You see, we're safe in the arms of our loving Lord. You see, God is our protector. Satan can't destroy you. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But as long as you stay in, the, in, in God's eyesight, and as long as you continue to trust God, there's nothing Satan can do to destroy you. Why? How do we know that? Because Jesus paid the ultimate price for your soul on the cross of Calvary. His blood was shed that you would be protected against disease, against financial burdens, against family burdens, whatever it is that, that, that's been cast upon you. Jesus has taken all of that for you on the cross. But there's something about us human beings that we feel like we got to hold on to stuff. Well, I'm telling you this morning, let go of it. Give it to Jesus. Somebody's holding something back from you, you go to Jesus about it because Jesus has a way of getting it released. You hear me? You're in need of a healing this morning. You go to Jesus for that healing because it's your faith that will make you whole. Isn't that what he, he didn't, he, all the people that he's healed in the word of God, he said, what, what does he say? So is it your faith? So by your faith, you are made whole. Now, I'm not saying if you're not healed right away that you are lacking of faith. Don't, don't let the enemy take you down that trail. You hear me? Don't let the enemy take you down. Because he, he would love to take you down that trail to make you think that you're lacking in your faith. That's not the case. Our ways are not God's ways. And so we have to trust him wholeheartedly and completely. And just wait upon what he's telling you to do. We live in a circle of God's care. I loved it this morning that, that, that God could give us that word. And this morning, when I asked you if you would just, when I called you by name to pray for individuals, there was no hesitation. You got up and you went instantly and laid hands on those who God wanted hands laid on. 
and you did it instantly. And you know what? I believe God honors that, and God is going to do some supernatural things through what was taking place this morning. Our God is not in the failure business. He's not going to fail you. He's not in the taking back business. If you've been healed, he's not going to take it back. If you've received a great provision, he's not going to take it back. God wants to what? Bless his children. Now, some people get this all messed up, don't they? They sure do. They sure do. God bless me. I'm, I'm going to go get me a, a new car. I'm going to go and do this, or I'm going I'm gonna, to, you, know you know what happened in there? The I word happened. The I word happened. And then you expect Jesus to follow through on what you wanted done. See, it don't work like that. <laughs> See, some of us get that twisted up. But I'm telling you, you place your faith and your trust in the Lord. He knows what you have need of. He knows where you need to be touched in your body. He knows what the healings are. He knows what the provisions are. He knew about them yesterday. And he knows about your tomorrow. No enemy will be permitted to harm us. No enemy. No matter what comes, no matter what anybody tells you, Jesus has the final word. There's no doctor, there's no banker, there's no IRS agent, there's no anybody, there's no government agency that can have the final word. Jesus has the final word. I'm not going to mention this person by name, but 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 she was under pressure. She was on her job and she was, she was under pressure and she was looking for vindication from the Lord. And don't you know the Lord came through and vindicated her. And she began to share with us about these things that God had done on her job. And all we could do is simply say, you see how the Lord vindicated you? God's justice is swift. He knows what he's doing. God has a wonderful plan for us. And I, can't, and I can't emphasize this enough. So why do we worry? If, if God's plan is so wonderful, why are we worried? The psalmist's statement of peace says, I will trust in thee. That's what he ends that with. He says, I will, even when, the, even when the, the, the reprobates are being destroyed, the psalmist says, I will trust in thee. No matter what's going on around you, no matter what kind of sickness, no matter what kind of disease, no matter who's trying to rob you of your finances, know this, I trust in thee. It doesn't matter what happens in my life. I have to trust God because in the end, eternity is waiting for me. Satan can't offer you anything that has any value. He could give you 
all the money you want. He can give you all the fame you want. But there's one thing he can't give you, and that's eternal life. You see, the enemy is vying for your soul. And he will do anything to grab a hold of it and to keep it. Jesus isn't vying for your soul because he already paid for it. (laughs) You hear me? You hear me? He don't have to vie for anything. He already paid the price. It's done. Satan couldn't even keep him in the ground. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I think Satan needs to read the rest of the book. I think think he forgot to read the rest of the book. You think, you know, some people are so smart there. They think they know it all, but they don't know. They've never read the end of the book. But I'm telling you, we serve a God today who is just, who is swift, and he moves for his children. He moves upon his children in many ways. But as we see in verse 23, some are headed for destruction. The future of the wicked is fearful. And if you see people out there worried about the come, the, the mess that the world is in, know this, they have no trust in God. But see, I know we're going to have these things because I've already read the book and it's already told me about the things that are going to be happening in the end days. So I don't have to worry because I know that my Savior lives. And he's ready. Judgment awaits those who have rejected salvation. Those who keep saying, well, I don't need to get saved today. Or those who say, well, you go ahead and believe in that little Jesus thing, that little fantasy world that you're living in. But I'm going to tell you what, there's coming a day when judgment is going to take place. You hear me? Judgment is going to take place. And let's be sure about one thing. They're not going to be in your company. We live in a day that we need to stress more than ever that Jesus is on the throne. Yes. Great days await those who trust in the Lord and whom who, and, and, and then the question will be this one, whom have you placed your trust in? Have you placed your trust in the world's society? Have you placed your trust in the IRS? Have you placed your hands in the faith of the government? I talked to a girl yesterday at Publix. And I know I shouldn't go down this road, but I'm going to do it. Forgive me now, church. If you're watching, forgive me too. I said to the girl, she had the mask on, I said, oh, you haven't gotten your shots yet. She said, I'm sorry, I can't drink of the Kool-Aid. Whatever that meant. I said, but... She said, no, I understand. They're important for our senior citizens. They're very important. She said, but I'm still young, and I don't know what it's going to do to me. And you know what I said to her? You don't have to worry about what it's going to do to you. You see, because the Jesus I serve says that no harm will come to me. That if I'm injected with any kind of poison, my God is going to sustain me. He's going to take care of me. Amen? So what are you worried about? I'm not saying run out and get the shot, but I'm just saying if, if, 
if that's where you are, you don't need to worry. It, it, took, me, it took me months to figure this. As I was preparing, as God was giving me this word, it came to me. But what are you worried about? As I talked to my cardiologist this week about the shot, he says, well, I can't tell you to take it or not take it. I said, okay. I said, I'm not asking that. I'm asking, what do you think? What do you feel? He said, well, we don't know enough about it yet, so I haven't, I haven't bothered. <laughs> I'm like, what? Now, there's not enough evidence out there. We don't know what it's going to do down the road. I said, I'm not worried about what it's going to do down the road. And he said, well, what, what exactly do you mean? He goes, oh, oh, that's, he's got this Indian accent. He goes, oh, yes, yes, yes. you're a pastor. I forgot, you're a pastor. Because I said, I'm not worried. Because no harm will come to me because I'm a child of God. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, Pastor. I know, Pastor. He's always trying to back me up because I like to share with him about God. He reminds me that he's uh, Hindu. And so he reminds me, well, but you do good deeds. I said, a lot of people doing good deeds are going to be burning in hell. They don't like to hear that either. But you know, he hasn't asked me to look for another doctor. He's been putting up with me in this rhetoric that I speak to him for over five years. I'm thinking, thinking, you know, just a little up here. I don't have much to think with, but I have some. I'm thinking that it's working. I'm thinking those little nuggets that I plant in his mind every time we get a chance to talk is working. And I know. I know that because my God has made promises in the word of God that his word will not return void. Woo! You hear that? Every time you speak truth to somebody, just know this. It won't return void somewhere along the road that seed that gets planted is going to boop and next thing you know it's going to pop open there's going to be an awesome blossom well that's that's from uh out back in it they had the awesome blossom there it's this it's this onion thing and it's like right and it's fried and you can peel it oh i'm sorry we're not supposed to go this morning because i don't like onions he did to the to the very end to the very end the word will not return void you see i think we need to join the psalmist in declaring our faith in god that's what he was doing the psalmist david was declaring his faith in god and i think this morning church we need to start taking a firmer stand with Jesus, we need to understand that we must trust him wholeheartedly with everything in our life. No matter what reports we get from the doctor, we serve a doctor who is greater than our earthly doctor. 
We don't need to be anxious about the report because it's not God's. The Lord, as I said before, will never fail you nor forsake you. God is always going to be with you. He's going to reside with you because he lives in us. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So when we know that Christ is in us, that means we're trusting him wholeheartedly with every step that we take. And if you trust him, he will never abandon you. Can you say amen to that? He will never abandon you. Let's stand together. Let's stand together. And what I'd like you to do this morning is just not stretch across, but just hold hands with the person next to you. Randy, you're going to have to hold your wife's hand there because she don't have nobody right next to her. Father, we join hands together in faith, knowing that you, Lord God, will never leave us nor forsake us. And Lord, as we hold hands in this room, Father, as we pray for one another in this room, I pray, God, this morning that you, Father God, will place that hedge of protection around each one. Lord, that you will keep them safe, keep them from the fiery darts. Lord, I pray for those who are holding hands that need a touch in the body this morning. Let it be made manifest this day in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray, Father, for the service that follows this one with Dr. Donnelly and, and Legacy. I pray, Lord God, that you will place a hedge of protection around each one of them. Lord, that you will bless that ministry. Lord, that you will bless those people. Lord, let them feel the presence of the Holy Spirit that is already here this morning doing a great and supernatural work. Father, that you will continue to let that, that, that virtue flow over into the next service. Lord, that you will move in a supernatural way. Lord, let them come in this morning saying, wow, Jesus is already here. Hallelujah. Jesus is already here. The blood has already started flowing. And Lord Jesus, you will start changing lives. In the power of Jesus' name we pray this. Amen.